You are tuning in to another Q&A episode. Today, I am answering a question submitted by Craig. He wrote, I have trouble with getting my students to sit for extended periods of time in accomplishing their goals. How do you help students increase their stamina when it comes to independent reading and independent writing? I am ready to implement new strategies. First off, I want to say kudos for being open to ask for new ideas and being willing to try new strategies with your students. Craig teaches third grade, but I have used these same strategies across second through fifth grade. If you are looking for fresh ideas or just want a bit of encouragement to keep up your existing practices, this episode is for you. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. I am so thrilled you are joining me for another episode. I am loving the summer Q&A series, and who knows, I may keep these going sporadically when school is back in session. But for now, let's chat stamina. I can vividly remember looking at my time blocks on my daily schedule and seeing chunks of time for reading workshop and writing workshop, and then within those workshop blocks, I would specifically set time for independent reading and writing, only to realize that in the moment, my students did not actually do independent reading and writing for the allotted time, which left me in a frenzy. I had to think quickly. I did some research, talked to many other teachers, and ultimately began to implement different strategies to help my students succeed and increase their stamina. Now, before I get into practices that I implemented, I want to say that this takes time. I have never had a class that entered my classroom and was doing any independent tasks successfully from day one, or honestly, even by day 30. It definitely takes time, so have grace on yourself and on your students, and know that you will get there. I started using the extra time my students were not using independently to ensure that I was establishing the norms, expectations, and systems that I hoped to see on an independent level so I could be focused on guided reading or writing conferences. That extra time was necessary, I learned, so I was never bummed about my students fizzling out at the very beginning. But I can bet that you're coming to me at a place of, yeah, but we're on day 60 or day 90 and my students still have no stamina to be independent. So let's dive in to strategies to try after the initial honeymoon phase of warming up to the new routine has passed. First, I think it all comes down to getting to know your students. This is truly important in order to get student buy-in for whatever it is that you want them to take on. 
You have to really tap into their interests and implementing something as simple as a reading inventory or having students create a brain dump of writing topics will be helpful for independent reading and writing time. A reading inventory can be a formal document you hand to students to fill out, but honestly, I like to grab informal data anytime I can. If I chose to go the reading inventory route, I would simply hand students an index card and ask them to share their feelings about reading or, in the other case, writing. They could share their feelings by way of words or they could draw the face that describes their initial thoughts and expressions when it comes to the subject area you're wanting to collect that data on. I also like to have them list the types of books they like or their favorite authors. Again, this is a really informal way of grabbing this data from them. I also like to go deeper and ask what it is that they like about the books that interest them. Is it the pictures? Is it the amount of words on a page? Is it the length? That is really important information for me. But my preferred method is having these conversations in one-on-one check-ins. During this time at the beginning of the year, I would budget two to three minutes to ask questions, have samples of books at my guided reading table, and I would have my notebook available. As we are having a general conversation, I would jot down notes and observations about each child. I found this super helpful because while a written inventory is great, I often had students who couldn't write or read well, so they were already faced with a challenge that was stunting them from actually sharing their true interest. Some of them were not fully aware of the many genres, and they had trouble expressing that through written language. So the best way I could gauge true interest was by having two to three minute check-ins where each student and I had a mini conversation and I asked questions, allowed them to flip through books on my table, and they let me know their thoughts and feelings about what they saw and about their reading experience. This time was invaluable to me. Oh my goodness, it really helped me to get the idea, a complete picture of the books that I could ensure that I had available to grasp each of their attention and to nurture their interest, which I knew would help with their stamina. It also allowed me to have an intentional moment of expressing how important reading is and that we would have time set aside just for reading each day. It intrigued my students, and I was really able to hype up that moment. I would actually do the same system for writing. I would get a general idea about their initial feelings about writing, what types of writing they enjoy most, is it writing poems, narratives, postcards, books, whatever that type of writing is. Sometimes students cannot generate the different types verbally, so I would be sure to have writing posters available at my table that show samples of these common types of writing. The visuals would help my students to make those connections with writing genres, and I could gain insight into the style and characteristics of the writing they enjoy or gravitate toward most. I do link this to reading. If I know what they like to read, I can often get a quick insight as to what style of writing they like also. 
I will be sure to link to these specific writing posters that I display as I'm having these conferences with my students in the show notes, as well as anything else that I reference in my next strategies and tips for you. Everything can be found in the show notes. Now, once you know what they like, it is important to allow for student choice. This includes letting students select their own titles based off their interest for enjoyment, but also goes a bit deeper. This also includes making different mediums available for students. You can include a variety of reading genres, of course, but you can also include audiobooks in your offerings. I would not necessarily have that available daily for every student, but it was available one to two times per week if they chose that medium to listen to an audio version of a book selection. I also loved incorporating podcasts into the classroom. This also included providing magazines, news articles, pamphlets, and other forms of written material into the lineup of accessible text. So be sure to provide lots of choice items for students to select from. Switching over to writing. With writing, students could explore their own topics when it came to writing time. Sometimes I would allow them to select from a variety of genres as the goal was to build stamina, not to formally assess the written composition. I love incorporating daily writing prompts for this specific task. Students get to choose, so that automatically helps with getting them started when it comes to writing. Then, they have one to two additional prompts ready at their disposal should they finish their first choice. So as they explore with the second, it is helping with their stamina to sit and produce writing. I encourage students to pull from their brainstormed writing topic list when it comes to formal writing instruction time So since they have choice, they are able to perform at a stronger rate rather than being told that they have to write about a certain topic. Place focus on the writing genre or specific skill you are teaching versus what they choose to write about. Next up, buddy, reading, and writing. Children thrive from collaboration. I often would allow students to buddy read in upper elementary. It was always a workstation item in K-2 classrooms, but this also works great for 3rd through 5th graders. Kids love working with each other, and great discussions, insights, and connections come from these powerful partnerships. I found that early in the school year, students could stay on task twice as long with a partner than they could independently, for the most part. I would do a similar practice for writing. I would have a specific time or day where students could work alongside a buddy. They were not working on the same piece of writing, but they had someone right there to bring the writing energy, and it oftentimes made students work a bit longer when they had a writing buddy. Now, I will say that it will take some time to figure out the strong pairs that you can create. You definitely don't want to put students together who are not going to be on task or two students together that can't truly support each other. So it does take a little trial and error. However, when it comes to building stamina, if you can allow students to collaborate with different students, you will often see their 
length of time that they can sit and do the task increase, and you can figure out the best partnerships at a different time. Okay, using a timer. A timer is a great visual to help students stay on track and push onward toward a reading or writing goal. Again, the goal isn't to finish a book or to finish a piece of writing, but depending on the length, they may, so students have to be taught that the practice of reading or writing still continues with the next text or a new free writing topic. In this strategy, the timer designates when the reading or writing block is over, not task completion. Because we all know that when students finish the task, it's followed with, I'm done. So having choice boards on hand will help them to extend the time they are focused on the subject in a purposeful way. I have free reading and writing choice boards that are great to make accessible to students just in case they revert to the I'm done phrase that so many of our students do. Be sure to check out the show notes to grab your free copies of 12 choice boards, six for reading and six for writing that you can easily use with your students. Now, my favorite timer to use is onlinestopwatch.com. I love having it on my smart board display because students are constantly asking me, how much more time? Miss, are we almost done? And if they can see the timer, it cuts back on them asking, which helps them to not lose their focus. Using a timer is also a great way to set goals, and the timer is evidence when that goal is met. Stamina graphs. The timer is so helpful to help you show stamina growth by way of a graph. I love to do this as a whole group because ultimately, we are working together as a family to increase our stamina. Here, you want to build the time slowly. Different grades will build up to different amounts of time, but generally, the goal was to reach 45 minutes of independent reading and writing, so I am able to pull small groups and have one-on-one conferences. So I would pull out the math graph paper, and we would create a bar graph. The date would be on the horizontal x-axis and the minutes would be on the vertical y-axis. After the timer went off, we had a mini celebration and I made it a big deal to shade in our time and determine if one, we needed to stay at that time for another day or two based on the reflection of our performance or two, if we could try and add one or maybe even two minutes to the stamina graph for the next time we met together. Now, I mentioned shading the graph. I would be the one who would shade in the bar graph in the beginning, but I quickly turned this to the students. I would often let them do the shading, especially if you have a student who has worked their behind off. I wanted to celebrate him or her, and that would be the child who could come up and shade in the time for that day. Students get so motivated by challenges and by beating their goals. So adding time slowly helps students achieve success continuously, and we all know this is going to support student growth. Now, sometimes I would pump them up to add a few minutes, and other times I would use the approach, no, I don't think we're ready to add even more minutes this soon, and usually it would be followed with the kids wanting to prove me wrong so we would add more time 
and celebrate when we met that goal. Again, this is for independent reading and writing. The same type of stamina chart that you can create can work for both different independent times. Now, before moving on, I also want to add that I have actually done personal stamina charts. I often had students who simply had a hard time with sitting for 45 minutes and reading a book. So they would have criteria for the minutes they had to spend in independent reading, and then they could do a reading activity if they chose to or switch over to an audiobook for the remainder of time. Their personal stamina charts would increase over time, but as the class moved up, if they were not ready, they would stick to that time that was a right fit for them that we came up with together. Engagement strategies. Ooh, this is a biggie. One of the ways my students increased their stamina was through engagement strategies. This includes incorporating activities to support reading as options during independent reading time, goal setting with looking for evidence or examples, anything that required intentional focus. Your students will feed off of your energy, so make independent reading and writing time a big deal. Discuss the benefits of quality mindset and creating quality work. Environment matters. Offer free choice for them in terms of where they can sit, pull out a pillow, let them use clipboards, turn off the lights, bring out the special writing utensils, pull out the different genres of reading. If you make this time of day super special and like it is a big deal, they are going to see it that way too. It is so, 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 so important to model what stamina looks like. Discuss what it looks like and sounds like, as well as what it doesn't look like and sound like. Create an anchor chart together that lists what your students say and hang it up as a reminder. Make it accessible whether you print it mini and have them stick it in their journals or whether you have it at a place hanging up where every child can see it. And in the real-time moment, if a child is not displaying one of the norms that you wrote on your chart, you can quickly drive their attention to that chart. Also, if you see students who are doing a great thing, you can celebrate them by notating that they've done the things that were needed by way of that chart. So make sure that that is accessible and make sure to not skip over modeling what it looks like. I've also used little simulations where for the mini lesson of that day, we basically will turn it into independent reading or independent writing time. I will select a few students to go to their desks and to practice what to do, and everyone else on the carpet is looking on. We will then have a conversation about what did we notice, what did we see, and what were some great things that we need to remember when doing that time. I would also do it in the reverse. I would be the student and I would go to the reading library or I would go to my desk and I would do reading or writing, but I would show all of the things not to do. Then my students would watch me for a few minutes, I would come back to the carpet and then we would address what they saw me doing, why I shouldn't be doing it and what the benefits are of doing the correct behaviors during those independent times. So definitely do some role-playing, but do a lot of modeling at the beginning of the year, but also keep that going throughout the school year. All right, so stamina is a really 
This is a big deal. No matter what classroom, but especially in upper elementary, stamina is what is going to help them when it comes time to complete tasks from beginning to end, when it comes time to sit for state testing. So we definitely have to support our students when it comes to stamina. So as a recap, I'm going to go through some beginning of the year things that you can implement that I've shared today that can help to increase that stamina. First, get to know your students by an interest survey or by having my favorite, a one-on-one check-in conference, and also allow for student choice. If you must assign them to a certain reading or writing task, be sure to allow for choice time after completion. Make sure you're supporting your students by making sure something is available for each and every single one of them. Encourage kids to explore with a variety of texts and genres of reading and writing. Help them make the connection between the two. The author wrote the text for readers to enjoy or learn from the text. Help students make book or prompt selections when they are having challenges with being successful independently. Your support in helping them make these selections is going to translate later, and they're going to be able to start making those selections for prompts or books on their own. But definitely give them the support they need during the time, and that will help to increase their stamina by them not having to waste all of that energy on making the choice alone. Set timers and create whole group and individual stamina tracker graphs as needed. This is going to help students to see their growth and celebrate each additional minute along the journey leading up to 45 minutes. Set achievable goals and celebrate each step with encouraging and affirming words. Use engagement techniques like incorporating stop and jots, reading responses, or buddy reading and writing. The most powerful thing that you can do with your students in the beginning of the year as you're building stamina is enjoying this time and process with them. Write alongside them. Pull out your book of choice and read with them. Allow for daily moments of reflection and evaluation in order to support each other as stamina is being built. Once your students are reading and writing independently, actively implement guided reading and conferences during that time, but also be intentional in abandoning the two and take pride in modeling your love for the two, reading and writing, by doing your personal reading and writing at the same time as them. Thank you, Craig, for this great question. Because of you, so many teachers will be excited and prepared to focus on building stamina with their students too. Next week, I will be answering a question about small group must-haves. Trust me, you do not want to miss that episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.